Welcome to the Progress with Unity podcast pre-season special. We're back ahead of the new season. Adam, Paul and myself, Barry. How are we doing, fellas? Yeah, not so bad. You? Fine. Adam? Yeah. Good to get back to the ground yesterday. It was good to, to get back to the ground. And uh, for some strange quick affair, we was all sat together. Don't worry, we managed to get them those seats. It was so busy, wasn't it? Smack on the halfway line, so we had a good view of both ends. Still, we Sheffield Wednesday. I was going to talk about... You know, the, the fact we've played six games and we've won five and drawn one. And for me, that doesn't make any difference whatsoever to the coming season. If we'd have lost five and drawn one, it, it still wouldn't have made any difference. But that's where we're at. Yesterday, Barry Bannon stood out for Sheffield Wednesday in the first 20 minutes. Thought they looked very decent. And then we ground our way into the game. And, you know, we were the most dominant of the two sides as the as it game progressed from there on. Obviously, that goal that got us back in it was a bit of luck in latching onto a crap back pass, but you force them into the mistake, don't you, by, like you say, just digging in and sticking in. Very much like a pendulum the game, wasn't it, really? Sheffield Wednesday very much at the start. Then I thought it was pretty even for a period of time, and then I think at the end we were the better side. I think 4-1 flattered us, but it doesn't really matter. As you said just before, it's about getting fitness levels up, working on patterns of play. We do seem to have changed it a little bit. One thing I did notice yesterday was that I'd actually through pre-season, I haven't seen any max power long throws. Might indicate that that isn't a way we're going to go in the championships. Yeah, I think I heard a few rumblings coming off the ground. Uh, we were a bit direct, long ball-y, but I think we used it at times. But I think most of the time, there was some good build-up play. I think if you look at certainly the, um, well, three goals, really, because if you think about the second goal, it came from some good play to get the corner. Then, obviously, the cross from McLean. And um, and obviously, a nice nice fourth goal as well. I think it was Humphreys who some good work and then put the ball in for Asgard to finish it off. There was a negativity about it and say to, to an extent to say that we weren't good enough but for the championship based on that performance. But I didn't really see that. I thought we were okay. Uh, we were, well, so- let's be let's be honest here. We sat there and we kept turning around because there was there was talking some some absolute crap behind us, weren't they? And call I mean pre-season friendly and they were on the players back. Sheffield Wednesday scored and they were calling for Jamie Jones to come on. I mean, come on, why do you... But I've been thinking about this, you know, last last night, thinking, is it, is it, some people are absolute morning buggers and, and it's the way they get the pleasure. And for them to eat praise on, on a player, it's, it's to be negative about them. You know, is it... I mean, that's just the way some people are, aren't they? I mean, we get referred to as happy clappers because we always look for the positives, but... I think the, the clues in the title were supporters, was there to support the club. So we are looking for positives. Even when yeah. we're down on the floor, we're still trying to find a ray of sunshine. But the pre-season frame... Yeah, we're not, I, I wouldn't say we're happy clappers because there are times when we've been critical. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are times when we've had a good morning. But, you know, there is a time and there is a place. There was somebody behind us at Accrington having a go at... Uh, one of the players, and you know, and it's safe to say the new scapegoat's been found. Well, that was so sparsely populated and shouted so loud, you know, a nice summer evening. And the blue can hear you. You know, even if you are a morning bugger, I don't know where you get off on calling somebody crap at football. You know, you know damn well that you're not even fit to bloody lace the boots for your skills. That's why you're still in the stand, why you're not playing. Yeah, well, especially in a friendly as well. Uh, uh, if, if it's yeah. April and we're bottom, bottom of the league by 20 points, 
and they're having <laughs> absolute murs week in, week out, and they're putting no effort in. I understand it then, but come on, pre-seed. If you're not optimistic in July about the season ahead, I don't. I think you're watching the wrong sport. So the only bit I agree with you there is if they're not putting a shift in, if they're putting a shift in and they're not good enough, then applaud them for putting a bloody shift in. I mean, we've been there, haven't we? We've also played the season on the guy that put a shift in week in, week out, and the team was crap. I'm trying to think who it was now. You don't know exactly who it was. He's back with us. Yeah, he, for me, he was one of the matches today, and he put a put a shift in as well. But, but also, Paul, he, he was probably also that season the best player as well. <laughs> so he might have put a shift in, but he was our best yeah. player. Top goal scorer. Well, six goals. Top goal scorer. I think we had severe ma- management issues that year, didn't we? <laughs> I think that was the problem. Because <laughs> yeah. the players well, seemed I, good enough. I, actually, that was a point I was just going to make before about pre-seasons. Like, you don't look at the results too much, but you can look at bits and pieces of information from pre-season that can cause concern. And that Rossler season, if you remember, we were having to cancel friendlies because the, the team was going down with injuries. You know, this this has been a good pre-season because we've we've managed the minutes well. There's been a lot of goals scored, which I don't I don't care what you're scoring goals. If you're scoring goals in competitive football matches, it's bound to give you confidence. It doesn't doesn't matter what what level that is. So for me, I I think, albeit you don't you don't look at it and say, well, our form is superb, so we're going to win our next five games. But what you do say is it's gone as well as it could have gone, really, in terms of the players that we've got. You might argue that maybe a couple more players could have come in because uh, pre-season is a good time to test them out and uh, embed them into the team. But I think we know where we're up to uh, yeah. in terms of finances and things. So I think, I think it's been OK. One of the points I've got on the agenda for today was the majority of players have come through pre-season fine, which is you know exactly what you want. You don't want to be picking injuries up. But unfortunately, we've we've lost Jordan Cousins for probably five five to eight weeks, depending on how bad a tour on his calf it is. So that's a bit of a blow. And also, Guion Edwards must be carrying something because he's not featured yet. And Charlie White was missing yesterday, and I wondered whether that was a consequence of. The game at Accrington when he went, seemed to go over on his ankle. Slippy part of the pitch, wasn't it? I think um, it happened to somebody else, didn't it? Was it Carragher just after it, I think, as well? So you'd like to think that, that it's just something minor and precautionary because he, he is an important player for us, very important player. And I think, you know, the best football we were playing was that spell, wasn't it? That sort of maybe four to six weeks spell when we had, I think it was pretty much every week, more or less every week, White, McLean, Keane and Lang. You know, and, and I can remember the the Accrington game and the Bolton game fell in the middle of that run, didn't it? So I think at the moment there are four best forward players that you'd want to put out there in terms of what we've got. I think, I think if you start to, you know, as you go into games and you, you know, I know, I know we're going to do a bit more of a, a preview sort of session on, on Wednesday. But, you know, if you take those four out, who do you see filling the gaps and being a, comp- you know, stepping up competently into the championship? We're, we're talking unknowns, aren't we, really? Well, you, you can't, you don't know, do you? I mean, Stevie Humphries, he, he came on yesterday against Sheffield. I thought he looked dead sharp when he came on. Yeah. And he, he's knocking on the door, isn't he? He was knocking on the door all last season. But like you said, Adam, I mean, for me, I'm with you. I think that, that front line picks itself with with Wyke and Keane behind him, Langan and McLean. It's there. But we've also got Jamie McGrath 
he's got some nice touches to him, you know, for play yeah. perhaps in, in the keen role, you know, number 10 role. I think we have got options. You know, as, as guard. Yeah, as guard. Yeah, I mean, you've got McGinnis there. I mean, that's where I'm kind of saying he's not, he, he's got to do a bit of stepping up. The options are there, but I think, like you say, that front four picks itself as what, at this stage, you will consider to be the strongest front four. And it's then a question of who steps up. The other thing is, Paul, it's not end of August yet, so we don't know if we're getting a striker in or not. I mean, that could, could happen. Well, I mean, well, yeah. when you know when the, the big clubs settle their squads and they've got young players to send out on loan, I'm sure we'll be in the hunt for at least two, two loan players coming in, two or three, perhaps. We'll just see what happens there. Talking of that, when I was coming home from the game, you said I kept glancing at my phone, just seeing what was being said on Twitter and that. And by the time I got home, it was about a 25-minute walk, Talal's tweet popped up and he had a quote on it. It was something about leading from the top. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was one with a pen on us or a signing was imminent and I got really excited. So I liked the tweet straight away and then it disappeared. So I had a look and it looked like it deleted. Now, whether we were about to announce a signing or he's jumped the gun or we were going to announce one on Saturday, on Monday, or whether we were just teasing the fans, I'm not too sure. Pay your money, take your choice, isn't it? That's all. Could be any yeah. of the above. I'm going to be optimistic and say we're bringing a player in in the next uh, three or four days. That's what I'm going to say. I think he was he was teasing us, but in, in a nice way. Now, whether that's a lone player or not, because obviously we're, I mean, we've, we've heard Paul Kendrick speak about Kel Watts coming back. And, you know, Paul only speaks about things that he knows <laughs> knows are going to happen. So you you wonder, you know, is, yeah. is that when's Kel Watts going to be, you know, joining up with the squad again? That looks the obvious one, doesn't it? And it, it's the position, we don't really have another left-sided centre-back, do we? So it gives you that gives you that uh, option, doesn't it? If, if you know, Tilt, Tilt might pick up a few injuries, you know, he has had a few injuries last season, hasn't he? So difficult when we don't have Tilt available. What do we do on that side, you know, essentially? Mm. I mean, you, you might go for a three and put Benetton possibly. It's not ideal for me. I, I, I prefer having in the centre, I prefer to have proper centre halves in there. And uh, I think Watts would be a very sensible signing. It's his natural step up, isn't it, really, to see whether he can do it at that level because he clearly could do it in League One. And he's not going to be getting a game at Newcastle. Although Newcastle have actually been quite sensible in their spending, quite prudent, you still can't see him getting near that side. If he wasn't getting in it last season pre the finances. You can't see how he's going to get in it this season. You look at Newcastle and if they want to loan him out, which you've just made the case for, then there's absolutely a very strong case that they should loan him back to us again, given how good a job we did last season. I mean, the other thing we say we've no cover with, like, I know you mentioned Bennett there and he did play uh, left of a three and, it, and he, yesterday when Pierce came on, he seemed to be doing something very similar. But also, a recent acquisition from Blackburn Rovers, Ryan Nyambe, has also played centre-half and left-back. So maybe he can play across the back line. Who knows? Yeah, there's possibilities there, aren't there? A num- number of possibilities. And, and clearly you can't get a like-for-like like for every position, can you? Because it, it's just not feasible. So it's like, what, where can you fit your players in? You know, I mean, obviously we've got, I'm not sure if he's left or right-footed Hughes, uh, Charlie Hughes. Charlie Hughes, right-footed. Right right-footed, yeah. So, because obviously, we, you know, we've been alluding to pre-season and I think 
Hughes, Smith, Hughes and Smith in particular have come out of it with uh, quite a lot of credit. So again, probably not quite ready yet for first team action. But I'd, you know, I'd hope that they maybe get a few games, possibly at Fleetwood, maybe. That'll be a nice test in a competitive game. Carragher as well, you know, I like, he's done okay. You know, mm. so, uh, and, and uh, uh, Chris C up front as well, you know, he, you know, he, he's sure that he can do it. So, I like the fact we've got four or five young players who are sort of on the fringes now. I think they've stepped it up a bit from last season where they'd only really play in the Pizza Trophy. I think they're more now integrated into what you class as your first team squad. Yeah, great news that because you always want your young players coming through, don't you? Yeah, and and one young player who has actually played left centre-back, well, two actually, who I'm going to talk about. First of all, just going to mention Adam Long, who's moved on to Doncaster Rovers, and wish him all all the best in his move. So, I mean, he did his proud dinner during administration time. So, he's got. I think it's the right time for him to move on. And uh, spoken with his his mum on Twitter, and she said the same thing. You know, he's had to go, but he wants a tick. Always a tick, but it, off he goes. The second player I wanted to mention, who's played at, at left centre half, but predominantly. At left back is, is Luke Robinson, who's just signed a new t- two year contract with us, but he's gone out on loan for a season to Tranmere. Yeah, it's the next stage, isn't it, for him in his development? You know, he he wouldn't have played in that season, would he? You know, if, if that had been a normal uh, League One season with, uh, you know, the, the fi- without a fire sale, he wouldn't have got his chance. But he did really well, you know, in a very difficult circumstance. Uh, I think last season, Sometimes, you know, that second season, a bit more pressure on your expectation. Struggle to really break into the side. And he's now at that age where he does need to play week in, week out, because that that in itself is a test, isn't it? If you Can you do it for sort of 35, 40 games a season? 46, ideally, obviously, but, but I'll, I'll accept that 35 to 40, to be fair. Liam Richardson has angled him superbly as well, because... He came in when Pierce got injured, didn't he, at the end of that, uh, in the middle of our administration season, and he stepped up to the mark and he put in some great performances. And then when he played against Rotherham, if you remember the game against Rotherham, he, he got taken off and he was he was struggling. And like you said, I think that's probably the second season because I think they all suffered, you know, Tello Asgard suffered last season as a result of that season as well, didn't he? Because... You know, he, he he had a few injuries and he was struggling. I think he's ang- angled uh, Luke Robinson superbly. And this experience going to play in a, at Tranmere will be really good for his career. Yeah, there is a side of he should be near the top of that league. So I think that's always good that you you know you playing in a side that can that will win more games than it loses. And um, there'll people there as well, won't it? Because we've got Charlie Jolly, who's the yes. ex-teammate. Talking of loans going out, Jordan Jones has gone off to Kilmarnock for the season. I think we've seen the last of him. Yeah, I would say just, so. Just looks at the moment, there's not, particularly in Scotland, there's not a lot of money floating around outside the sort of the big four or five sides. And Scotland's the obvious option for him. That's where he's done well. I presume they'll be paying a reasonable percentage of his wages, if not all of it. Was it was it a coincidence? Pretty much the same week as Moembe came in. It freed up a bit of a space in, in the squad and we've got rid of some fringe players as well. He just didn't do anything last season. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but clearly, you know, players don't always fit, do they? You know, you you, you could have, you could be a top quality player. Look at Ivan Tony, top quality player, one of the best strikers in the Premier League last year. Just didn't really fit at Wigan, did he? At that at that point in time, whereas other players like Will Keane, 
didn't seem to be able to fit anywhere else, but found his natural home at Wigan. So it just just happens, doesn't it? So I was wishing good luck. Not you know, there's no no animosity about him. Uh, just a bit of news on on concerning an ex. Athletics superstar, I'll call him a superstar. Some people might call him a snake, but I would never dream of doing that. Yannick Wilshot, gone to Oxford. Good signing for him. Yeah, I think he uh, he's, de- he's decent, isn't he? I mean, I, I, there's no way in the world I'd call him a star. I thought that was brilliant business. We bought him for a million and we sold him for seven, didn't we? I think it, it was about 300,000 we bought him for. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, that was a no-brainer. I, I could say like Wigan turned down that money at the time. We just couldn't. So I, I, I thought he was overrated. So yeah, to pull in a load of money for him for me, the business side of uh, of it was, was good. Just before we finish today, we're not going to do a proper preview until Wednesday. But I just wondered, you two, and I'll give you a man at the end. Which team are you looking forward to seeing the most? You know, in games against us in this this up and coming season. Oh, against us. I was going to say I was looking forward to Wigan Athletic the most, but against us. I don't know really, because uh, it could be... I think for me, I'd like to probably see how Burnley are under what will be a very different manager in Vincent Company. I think that there'll be an interesting side. I think it could go one of two ways for Burnley. They could rip it up or they could stink it out. <laughs> so I'd be quite interested. And it's been a long, it's been a while since we've played Burnley as well, isn't it? So it's always nice to uh, reacquaint with the lo- local teams. So yeah, I think for me, Burnley would be the one. August Bank Holiday weekend we've got then, Adam. So not too long to wait. And Paul, who are you looking forward to? I think, like he says, it's the, the reacquaintances with the local derbies, Preston, Blackpool, Burnley. Blackburn, to some degree, because we already had them. And then, you know, they obviously, like I said, the relegated sides, Burnley, Watford, Norwich, teams that have got names in if you watch higher up leagues, don't they? So, pretty, pretty much yeah. the entire championship there, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all, you know, it's mostly new to But Barry said like one, said, but he said pick one out. He said, "Pick one out." It's all right. Just read them all. Well, well all, them, all them good teams that just missed out on promotion in, in the playoffs: Huddersfield, Sheffield United, Luton, Middlesbrough. You can I, get to top power modes. I'm looking forward to 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 like really both of you. You know, the same thing. Watching us week in week out in, in the championship, I really am. And with that in mind, and and requiring a local, um, I know a lot of people have problems with them, but I always find them quite friendly. Preston. So I'm really looking forward to playing Preston at home. My football team are playing a team from Preston in the morning as a curtain raiser. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, and they reciprocate when we play away. So we'll be going there. So I always find it quite friendly, uh, Preston. Can we watch that, Barry? Is it- yes, yes. Down at the uh, Wigan Athletic Academy, 11.30 kickoff. People will be welcome to come along and cheer us on. I've got a slight injury, so I don't know if I'm going to be fit enough, to be honest. But Is there a, is there a fee, Barry, to come and watch you play? Mention my name on the gate and they'll let you in free. I'm looking forward for, to Preston and they're the first game, so that's, that's brilliant. And we will be previewing the game on Wednesday, because this is it now. We're back. We're back Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. What's going to be back as well? Ref Watch. Ref Watch will be back as well, yes. And... Paul, just a little bit of warning. Some of those atrocious referees from the League League One have followed us up to the Championship. So. <laughs> They're not bad they got promoted. That, yeah, exactly. So that's just going to be fun there. Well, until Wednesday, it's, uh, it's a goodbye from me and up the ticks. Up the ticks.